this beautiful day the Lord has blessed us with and to be here with all of you. If you're visiting with us this morning, I just take a moment and say a very special welcome to you today. Thank you, worship team, for leading us this morning. I just want to say a couple of things before I get into the Word. I do feel like the Lord has given us a word to share with you this morning. Before we do that, just a couple of things. July is coming to a close. August is right around the corner. Uh, I want you to mark on your calendar August the 21st. It's a Friday night. Uh, be having a special service right here in this house. Uh, Brother Melvin Sanchez will be with us 7 o'clock the 21st. Friday night going to be a great time in the Lord. If you do not know uh, Pastor, you will be blessed by him and his ministry. And the following day, uh, he will be joining with uh, Sister Vonda Bishop and her ministry and be doing a uh, community meeting in the count Courthouse Square on the 22nd. So you want to mark that on your calendar as well. Going to be a great weekend right here in Connorsville with that. Also, uh, I will let you know for sure next Sunday, but August the 2nd or August the 9th, uh, one of those Sundays, uh, which is two or three weeks from now, uh, we'll be having a baptism service at the river. So if you want to be baptized, you have not been baptized, uh, then please let me know, uh, and I will let you know for sure which date that's going to be. It'll either be the 2nd or the 9th. So mark that on your calendar, and we'll leave straight from here and go to the river and have an old-fashioned baptism service uh, down on the river. So those are just a couple things I want you to put on your calendar, all right? Anybody ready for the word this morning? I pray you are. Those going to class, feel free, so to, feel free to do that right now. Those of you in the sanctuary with us, if you have your Bibles with you, Mark chapter number 4 is where we're going to be this morning as we get ready just to dive in to what the Lord has for us today. I am um, going to ask you to pray with us and pray for us this morning as we share that which God has given us today. The book of Mark is a very powerful book for many, many years. The Gospel of Mark was kind of looked over as uh, maybe something not as important as Matthew and Luke and, and even the Gospel of John, but uh, Mark had an objective in his writings, and his writing was simply to bring uh, us to a place where we could really see the Messiah, but not just see him, but where we could have faith in him, really believe in him, as well as equipped us to tell others about him. How many knows that's right in line with the great commission uh, that God has given us? And uh, if there's ever been a time that we needed to tell the world about Jesus, it is now. If you haven't noticed, our world has gone crazy. And because of the events of the day, no matter where you go, you are experiencing and sensing, even in houses of worship just like this, in a room full of overcomers, in settings like this, you begin to feel the tension and the anxieties and the anxiousness of a spirit of fear that the enemy is trying to put upon people. But the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. Fear paralyzes. You and I cannot afford to be paralyzed this morning. But we need to have understanding of where we are and what we're dealing with today. And in my time of study and my time alone with the Lord, I was taken to this very familiar passage of Scripture, very familiar story. But if the Lord would help me for a few moments, I'm going to try to bring awareness to where I believe that we are right now in this nation as well as on the globe of what God is doing in this season. Because let me remind you at the very beginning this morning, he is still in control. As much as everything feels out of control today, he still is in complete control. He's not been removed, nor will he be. But he has the final say. And we today can rest in that because we have a good, good father this morning. So as we get ready to go into the word this morning, I'm just going to ask you to pray with me right now as we just prepare to go to that which God has for us today. Dear Heavenly Father, I love you this morning. Lord, I stand with a heart of thanksgiving today. Thanking you 
for your faithfulness. Thanking you, Lord, that the thoughts that you have towards your people are good. I'm thanking you today that we have the freedom to assemble in this house to worship you, but also to hear that what you're saying to us in this season. So, Lord, today for the next few moments, I'm asking you to anoint this vessel of clay to speak that which you birthed in my heart and in my spirit. Let them not see me today, but, Lord, let them see you high and lifted up. Let them not hear my voice today, but, Lord, let them hear your voice today. Lord, we'll never cease to praise you for it. In Jesus' name, the church says, amen and amen. Mark chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 35 through 41, we read these words. It says, in the same day when the eve was come, that Jesus said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was into the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master carest thou not that we perish but he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said unto them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith and they feared exceedingly and said one to another what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him for a few moments today I want us to look at this passage of scripture the Lord help me I want to talk to you about a time of crossing Pastor Jay did not know what I was preaching on this morning, but I heard him as he was opening up service. He began to reference Ecclesiastics chapter number 3. In verse number 1 of that chapter, it says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Right now, there is a purpose. There is a reason for what's going on in the earth today. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9 we read these words, the words of the Lord, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways uh, your ways. But he says, for as the hearers before the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Can I tell you this morning that God is doing something that we do not see in complete totality, but we see in part. And therefore, because of that, we must trust him. And when you and I get to a place where we really begin to put our trust in him, it is then that we begin to see him in a greater depth than we have ever saw him before. But I believe that just like in this story of time, when we look at the life of Christ, if you begin in Mark chapter number one and walk through, through chapter number four, you see a lot of things was transpiring that Mark shares with us. He begins his writing by talking about the forerunner of Christ, uh, John the Baptist, and he quickly transitions and begins to take us into the earthly ministry of Jesus, talks about him walking into the synagogue and teaching and, and was one with authority that others had never done before, talks about and gives us a preview of his visit to Capernaum and then his second visit to Capernaum where people began to experience a deliverance by the hand of God and the power of God. Chapter number three begins to show us him walking back into a synagogue and a man with a withered hand, he says, stretch it out and it is made whole. And we find all these things are going on, lots of movement. In chapter number four, at the beginning of it, we find Jesus is sitting on the side of the seashore and he gets into a boat and he begins to teach a multitude of people, teaching them with many parables. And as the evening time is coming, he's now telling his disciples, after he's spoken to them in private, he simply says, now it's time for us to pass over to the other side. What he was simply saying is, we have done that which we needed to do in this location, but now we're transitioning, we're moving. It was a time 
to cross over. And as I began to study and I began to spend time along in prayer, I began to hear in my spirit in a very deep manner in recent days uh, that we are experiencing a time of transition and a time of crossing. Uh, to cross simply means to pass or to move uh, or to extend to the other side. And you may ask, well, why is it that we're in a time of moving or transitioning? Uh, can I remind you today that our relationship with Christ is forever moving and developing? He is always talking and telling us uh, that he wants to take us from glory to glory. That means he never wants you to get comfortable. He never wants you to get to a place where you're satisfied. He never wants you to get to a place where you're just dormant. But he's simply saying, I, I want to bring you to this level so you can see me. Uh, but then I want you to get there. And then I want you to transition from that place to go a little bit further. Because I have more revelation to bring into your life. Uh, but how many knows in recent years, uh, and this isn't to sound down on the church, uh, but the American church especially, uh, we've gotten very comfortable. Uh, we've gotten very uh, very uh, uh, comfortable in many manners, uh, but especially in seeking the things of God. Uh, we've got to a place, uh, and, and please hear me, I'm glad we're not meeting in an old garage today uh, with a potbelly stove, uh, but we left those days and kind of moved to the other side of the tracks, and now we have our plush carpets, we have our padded pews, we have our air condition, uh, we're, we're, our convenience uh, and our comforts uh, has made us to a place where we got, well, I really don't know if I really need him uh, like the generation before me needed him uh, because you have to realize the generation before you uh, they didn't have blue cross uh, they didn't have all the comforts that you have uh, but listen uh, they was up every morning up every night and they were still calling on Jesus because they just didn't know what their future was uh, you may think you know what your future is uh, and everybody said even just a few months ago uh, when the prophets of God began to speak concerning this hour. Uh, they said, that'll never happen. Uh, that'll never take place. Uh, I actually had ministers of the gospel uh, that would pick up the phone and call me and say, your friend, uh, he really put yourself out there. Uh, you'll never be able to use him again. Uh, he's just made a fool of himself. Uh, about eight weeks later, uh, they was the one with egg on their face because of the simple fact uh, that when God begins to move in the earth, please hear me, uh, he never does anything unless first he tells his people uh, the problem is uh, we got so comfortable uh, that we fallen asleep uh, and we didn't hear what God was saying he was about to do uh, but can I tell you uh, what's going on in the earth today didn't necessarily catch everybody surprise by surprise uh, there was a remnant that began to say God's about to do something uh, and can I tell you what's happened uh, is God says I'm about to transition my church uh, and I want you to hear me this morning I'm aware of all of the fear and the anxiousness. I'm aware of everything that's going on around you. I'm a student every day of my life. I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm trying to observe what's going on. But in the midst of the natural, there's something supernaturally that's taking place. And God is bringing something to the surface. And can I tell you this morning, our personal relationship with Christ must be of most up importance in our lives. Uh, nothing can be more important. Uh, we must safeguard our relationship with him uh, in this season uh, like never before. Uh, we today must understand uh, that just because we walk with him, uh, just because we talk with him, uh, that does not escape us uh, from having to go through some rough seasons. Uh, listen, uh, it rains on the just and the unjust. Uh, we understand that. Uh, one man built upon the sand, uh, one built upon the rock, uh, but the rain came, the floods came, uh, but one of them remained standing. Uh, can I tell you, uh, the storms of life, they come, uh, but we have to understand the foundation is uh, got to be Jesus Christ in this season. Uh, but I want you to hear me this morning. Uh, this current storm that we find ourselves in as a nation uh, is a storm uh, that is different than anything we have ever
ever saw or known in our lifetime. But that does not mean that it has the power or the ability to destroy us. Because can I tell you, the one that was your answer yesterday, he's still your answer today. And he will be your answer tomorrow. The men in the story of Mark chapter 4, their hearts began to be gripped with fear. They didn't know what was going on around them. We're in the boat with Jesus. We're doing that which he's asked us to do. But all of a sudden, the storm is coming. And now they say, what are we, do you not even care that we are about to perish? The boat is nearly full. If something doesn't happen, it's going to begin to break up. We're going to find ourselves lost at sea. But there was a purpose in the midst of the madness. There God was transitioning himself with his people to a place that was in great need of what he had. Can I tell you this morning, in order for you to really get the understanding of Mark chapter 4, you've got to read chapter 5 because on the other side of the sea, there was a man that was bound by demonic forces. There was 2,000 demons in him. They would bind him with fetters and chains. They would find him in the tombs. But in the midst of the storm, he's looking out and there's a boat with other boats. It was rocking. It was rolling. Maybe a storm like he'd never saw before. But he said, man, look, there's some people about to die. But all of a sudden, in the midst of a storm, there's a figure of a man that steps from the place where he was lying. He steps to the bow of the boat and he begins to speak, peace be still. All of a sudden, in the midst of a storm, just like that, there's a calm. He never saw anything like that before. But in the midst of it, we find that he begins to make the journey the rest of the way. Chapter number five tells us that when Jesus was yet far off, he ran to where he was and he knelt down and worshiped. And then you know the story. He said, oh, don't just send me out, but send me into the swine. And we find that when they go into the swine, 2,000 of them ran down over the hill into the sea. But then those that was keeping the swine, they went to the city and said, man, you ain't gonna believe what happened today. Though everybody began to take notice, everybody began to come. You read your Bibles, it says the one that was bound by demonic forces was sitting beside Jesus. He was clothed and in his right mind. Why and how? It's because in the midst of the storm, somebody began to cry to the master. Can I tell you in this time of crossing, somebody's gonna have to awaken from their place of apathy. Somebody gonna have to get a hold of Jesus and begin to say, listen, there's some things that's happening. There's some things that's going on around us and this boat is about full. In the spirit realm, can I tell you where I believe we are? There is the boat of this nation. It's about full. People can't take much more. And everybody say, I just don't know what else is gonna happen. In the midst of this time, church, hear me. If you've ever cried, you need to cry aloud now. Because when you cry, the bride of Christ begins to call out. It always awakens the master. And just as quick as this thing started, it can be over in a moment. What am I saying this morning is that we're in a time of crossing. Why the storm is because the enemy doesn't want you to get to the place that God has ordained you to be. I'll say it again this morning. God is not done with this nation. God is not looking at the nation, but he's looking at the church within her. And as he looks at in her, he said, I just want to hear, call out to me one more time and listen. I got to take you back to the children of Israel. They was in bondage 400 years in the midst of hardship. All of a sudden they cried out and the Lord says their cry came up before me. And there was a man on the backside of the desert that had a visitation because somebody cried. Can I tell you, there's some people in desert places that's about to have a visitation and the church begins to cry loud. I'm here to tell you this morning, I don't have a doom and gloom message for you today, but I'm here to tell somebody that it's time to call out
out to Jesus. He is still the beginning. He is still the end. He is still the author and the finisher of our faith. He is still able to save. He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's still setting free. He's still what you have need of this morning. He's still able to reach your family. He's still able to save a nation. He's still able to bring revival fire. But somebody's got to call out to him. Don't you sit down and be silent this morning. But you're in the time of crossing, which means God is taking you to a place that you've never been. Oh, somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. Oh, he's worthy of a high praise this morning. I'm not going to keep you long today, but I'm going to tell you this morning, uh, the enemy doesn't like what's taking place uh, in this moment. Uh, listen, uh, the enemy knows uh, that when the church begins to call, uh, things begins to change. You and I this morning, hold the catalyst to bring it about a calm in the midst of the uncertainty of this hour. Do not be distracted. You can fuss and argue about a lot of stuff in this moment of time. But I'm not going to let a politician distract me from my purpose. I'm not going to let liberal thinkers discourage me and silence me from speaking what God is saying. I'm not going to get caught up in petty things when we're called to be ambassadors for the kingdom. You hear me this morning. We got people in the church that's more upset about a mass than they are about somebody dying and going to hell. There's a problem. You didn't sleep last night because you don't know how you're gonna shop at Walmart after today. Because you, you're not gonna wear a mask. But 125,000 people stepped into hell yesterday and that didn't even cross your mind, didn't even think about it. There's a problem. Now I'll stand and fight for freedom just like everyone else. I will salute my flag and I will stand and say I'm proud to be an American. But I'm also gonna stand here and tell you today, this world is not my home. I'm a pilgrim just passing through. And it don't matter how patriotic I am here, if I don't fulfill the commission, I will hear words that says, depart from me, I never knew you. So I'm not gonna let this storm cause me to lose my focus, but I'm gonna let this storm take me back and make me self-examine what's around me this morning. What's in my boat that can keep me from letting this storm destroy me? This anchor's not any good. This life preserver's not any good. This tackle's not any good. But if I turn around and I see, there is one that's still in the boat that said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you, be with you always, even to the end. He has an abandoned ship. Can I tell you that this morning? Uh, listen, uh, but he's just waiting on somebody uh, to say, come. Uh, listen, uh, he says, I stand at the door and I knock. Uh, he is a perfect gentleman this morning. Uh, and he's just simply saying, if you ask, uh, I will freely give to you. Uh, and I just got to call out to him this morning, God, I need you uh, in this moment. God, my nation needs you in this moment. My family needs you in this moment. Our church needs you in this moment. I need you to stand and speak on my behalf because I don't have it without you. But can I tell you this morning, the storm is getting you distracted. But God says, all if they'll just look to me, I am still the one that is able to give life. I'm still the one that's calming troubled waters. I'm still the one that's walking 
walking on troubled waters. Uh, this morning, can I tell you, uh, the world is telling you it's all over, uh, but God is saying, no, uh, there's a place I'm taking you, uh, that there's some that's bound that's about to be delivered. Uh, there's some that's discouraged that's about to have an encounter with me. Uh, listen, uh, their deliverance is at hand this morning. Uh, you say who? Uh, your wayward children, uh, your lost prodigals. Uh, listen, uh, there is a awakening coming uh, to the world in this moment of time. There can be peace in the midst of trouble this morning. Which means when you and I call on him, it takes us to a place where we find him still faithful, still loving, still caring, and still been the comforter that we need today. You understand that Mark chapter 4 is transitioning to give birth to chapter number five in the life of Christ. The ones that others had already gave up on. When Jesus came, he simply says, there has to be a change. Darkness was dispelled, please hear me, in a moment. Which leads us to a place where there's such intensity right now. I firmly believe this with all of my heart. This time of crossing that's been designated for this hour and this season is bringing us into a place where there is a greater deliverance because there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's getting ready to take place upon the earth. It's already taking place in certain parts of the earth, but it's getting ready to intensify and spread. I believe simply this, that the Lord is getting ready to breathe again and that which we have seen in other lands is coming to this land as well as other nations that have not yet seen it. And this wind of his spirit is not only bringing deliverance, but it's getting ready to bring a breaking of generational curses so that men and women can begin to walk in the fullness of God. Because the church, please hear me, is getting ready to be transitioned into its most glorious state because the Lord is nearing his return. This morning, there are those that are currently in bondage while I'm speaking to you. Their deliverance is dependent upon your cry this morning. So the question is, will you remember, will you remain silent or will you begin to remember whose ship you're in? Listen, the old ship of Zion, she's not full of glamour in the eyes of the world. For generations though, she's continued to sail on the seas of life. She may be battle-scarred, her, she may have some tears in her sails, but she's still sailing. Can I tell you this morning, the cry of the saints has never been more important. I had the privilege to be out on the water yesterday, and my story is not exaggerated. I did not catch a fish this little and say it was this big. I got evidence I caught one this big. But I tell you, it was all good, out enjoying all of it. And I was almost back, I was almost back to the dock. And the captain of our boat thought he would be funny. Thought he would kind of cool us down a little bit, yeah. But when he was coming in, everybody else was going out. Had a big rally down there yesterday, Lake Cumberland. All these boats, Tyler, he had to repent because he was coveting everything that everybody else owned. But we was coming in and all of a sudden, the lake that had been so smooth all day, we come in and all of a sudden, it was becoming so choppy and so rough and everything and we wasn't probably been the safest.
we thought we'd cross those little white caps and when we did needless to say I had a free shower it all just came in overwhelmed everybody else thought it was kind of funny it was alright but you know just in a moment of time the situation changed perfectly dry and comfortable completely miserable the next isn't that how life is sometimes it just all happens so fast so unexpected then all of a sudden your eyes get off all of the beauty that's around you and you begin to look and self-examine what am I going to do now I'm a mess I'm this I'm that it takes you out of your norm it takes you out of what you're comfortable with and knowing all of these things I say that to say this just a just a short while ago water began to pour into the boats that we're on in this journey called life especially in this nation and the nations of the world many places and the problem is the church is as guilty as the rest of the world is and I want to try to fix that air this morning for the last three months the church has been looking to the world for answers you're looking in the wrong place for your answer they don't have the answer that brings peace and rest and calm I appreciate the expertise of many people but there is nothing that is the true source of peace outside of Jesus Christ and we cannot continue to behave in the manner that we are waiting on the next new cycle of how we're going to respond we do not need to be waiting for marching orders from this official or that official or listen we have got to get to a place where we begin to hear what he's saying but in order for him to be speaking to us and for us we have to awaken him in our lives you don't do that by going to the house of God on Sunday morning you do that by stepping into a place of relationship with him where you begin to cry out to him and say God I need you can I tell you this morning this city needs Jesus this state needs Jesus our nation needs Jesus the nations of the world need Jesus and he's faithful to those that call on his name if he was to go back everybody quotes 2nd Chronicles 7 14 which is a very powerful verse but in order for you to get the full understanding of chapter 7 and verse 14 you really have to read verse 12 and 11 notice it says Solomon has just built the temple he's finished his house he's did everything in his heart it says the Lord appeared to Solomon by night it's kind of funny it was in a night season when he came and he said unto him I've heard your prayer notice he said I heard the prayer I'm going to challenge you this morning has there been a prayer offered that he can hear I'm not talking about a lay me down to sleep prayer I'm not talking about a thank you for the food prayer I'm not talking about thank you Lord for another day prayer no I'm talking about has he really heard you pray have you gave him your heart has he heard your heart he said Solomon he said I heard your prayer and I've chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice notice he says this he said because of your heart that's turned to me because of because of your voice that's came up before me he says if I shut up heaven that there be no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land or if I send a pestilence among my people he said if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves we just read over that real quick and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land 
But see, if you really want to know what he's saying in chapter 7, verse 14, you got to dig just a little bit. He says, if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I simply devour the land with locusts, or if I send pestilence, disease, whatever upon the earth. He said, whatever, earth, whatever partial of land is affected by whatever comes, if my people will call on my name in that season, he says, I'll hear from heaven. But he said, they can't just call out to me. They have to humble themselves before me. James chapter 4 verse 10 says this humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up why is all this craziness continuing and why is it going to continue I'll go on record today it's going to continue to spiral out of control for the next few months unless the church humbles itself you can do more than you got to do more than just pray, but you got to humble yourself. I want to say it this way this morning: there is a humbling that's coming to the body of Christ, and it's not for their demise, but it's so that He can lift them up. I want to tell you this morning: the enemy's telling you it's pretty dark out there. It is dark out there. He always speaks in half truths. But what he's not telling you, just on the other side of the darkness, there is a remnant of people that's about to be lifted up. And the joy of the Lord is going to be their strength. And the peace that passes all understanding is going to be present in their life. And there is about to be a song sung that hasn't been sung for a long time. As they come to the music this morning, what I'm simply saying to you today is this. It's the same thing that the children of Israel were struggling with back in the day. They found them in a land that they did not really know, and they found themselves in a very difficult situation. And they said, how in the world can we sing in the midst of this? They simply said, you're going to take the harp out of the willow tree. You've got to begin to sing. Can I tell you, there's a song that's been birthed in the midst of everything that's going on that the church is going to sing. Listen, this time of crossing is not for your demise and your defeat but it is a time for us to get transitioned to a place where others will begin to experience Jesus. I don't take it for granted this morning. The sovereignty of God, the faithfulness of God, or even the chastening of the Lord. You're looking at an individual that wants revival just as much, if not more, than anyone else. We wake up every morning, go to bed every evening, trying, just trying like so many others across the land, just to reach a world. Some days we do much better than others. Some days the cross is heavy. Many days you're misunderstood. Labeled as radical not really relevant anymore all of that's fine but I can't stand before you today and not sound the alarm and tell you that you gotta hear like you've never heard before that's why in your Bibles you'll read it says lean not into your own understanding we got to know what God is doing right now. The disciples in the boat in Mark chapter 4, they didn't understand why they really needed to leave this side to go to that side other than the fact that as they had been walking with Jesus, that, that had been the norm. Let's go here for a little bit, then go here, and then go here. He said, I got to go to all of these other towns. I, got, I can't just stay in Capernaum. I got to go to these other towns, and I got to preach to them. So that's what they was doing. But then all of a sudden, in the midst of a long day, evening's come. It's time to pass over. This morning, I'm not taking anything away from this assembly this morning. 
please, please hear me when I say what I'm getting ready to say. This is very important, but this can't be all there is. We got to pass over from this. Listen, we got to have this, yes. Scripture says we need to do it the more so when we see the things going on in the world today that we see, but we got to have more than this. We got to pass over because can I tell you, the one that's bound today, the one that's been lied to and humiliated by the enemy, they're not getting up on Sunday morning and putting their Sunday best on and coming to the church. No. Jesus understood. He had knowledge that they did not have. There's a man over there that has overwhelmed by demonic forces that men have tried to deliver and they can't get him free, but I can. He had understanding that they did not know of. And he said, we got to pass over. I can't just stay here. I have to go to where he is. Why was it so important to reach that man? That man had an encounter with him in such a way that he said, can I just go with you? The Lord said, no, you got to go home. But, but I want to be with you. He said, no, you got to go home and you got to tell of all of the things that I've done. And if you read down in your Bible a little bit, it says that he went home. He began to share his story. And it said, men began to marvel. There's a world that needs to know your story. Don't you judge me for how I worship. You don't know what he saved me from. Don't you look down your religious nose at me when I get a little excited. You don't know what he delivered me from. You don't know how dark of a miry pit he pulled me out of. Can I be transparent and honest with you this morning? There have been a lot of times I wanted to pick up and leave my hometown. But the Lord said, you got to stay home. I had some nice offers, yeah. I had some nice opportunities, yeah. And the flesh said, yeah, you should do that. But the Lord always said, no, you got to stay home. So for 20 years, I've stayed home and I've shared my story. Jesus saves. He delivers. He heals. But you got to share your story. I got to keep sharing my story. But I'm telling you this morning that there is an there is an undercurrent that's taking place where this yes, this is still going to be a part of what we are and who we are and what we do. Yes. But there is a there's a movement in the church that's taking us where we're passing over. And what God is doing today is getting ready to be much different. But are you willing to go through the storm? And are you willing to call his name? Right now, in this season, Jesus. midst of your fear, in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of your not knowing, maybe you don't even have enough strength to really scream it out, but in this season, if you can just whisper his name, there's just something. Oh, there's just something about that name. Is that the mention of his name? things come to a stillness. It's at the mention of his name that lives are transformed and changed. But I have to ask you this morning, how many times have you spoken his name this week? This morning, will you Will I truly, truly trust Him?
disciples said, what manner of man is this that even the winds obey his voice? He wants to speak on your behalf today. He wants to speak to that thing in your life that seems so large. Maybe that thing that you've never shared with anyone. Maybe that anxiousness, that fear that has tried to come upon you. Listen, we're all human. We're all wrapped in bodies that are frail. I get all of that, but you and I have a source the world doesn't have, doesn't know. But if we'll call on his name, not only will he deliver us from the storm, but he's going to transition us into a new place. Our territories are going to be enlarged. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to go forth. As we stand all over the house this morning, maybe maybe right now is a time of uncertainty in your life like no other maybe right now there's so many more questions than answers in certain areas of your life your family your career Maybe today, just one of those days where you just feel so overwhelmed, like I just can't go on. Maybe you're looking around and your boat's full. Maybe you've even said in recent days, if something doesn't change and change quickly, just all going to be over can I tell you your story doesn't have to end in disaster because there's one by the name of Jesus that's still still present he's still moving he's still saying come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest say what do I what do I have to do preacher I don't have a list of do's and don'ts for you this morning here's what you have to do you have to simply just believe and trust and call on his name There's been a few times I found myself in crisis situations as I've been traveling. I didn't have time to do anything other than simply speak his name. And he was faithful. It's not about saying the right thing, right terminology, all that. Listen, it's not about a bunch of thousand these. It's simply about a man or a woman that simply says, God, I need you. And I'm putting my trust in you. There's a church today in America that must call out to we so that others can experience what we have known in days gone by. Right now, God, as I believe with all of my heart, is wanting to bring joy and peace and rest to his people. But maybe you don't have that today. There's no time like the present to call on his name. As they minister in song this morning, I don't do this often, but I'm going to ask you this morning, every head bow, every eye closed just for a moment. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice today and 
it's just been tough just a lot of stuff going on maybe this current situation that we find ourselves in as a nation has kind of really troubled you I can understand that maybe it's something even closer to homes something just an event in your life whatever it may be but you'd say you know there's just a there's just a troubling in my spirit I'm just not I, I don't have that joy I don't have that release I don't have that peace that I once had maybe you're here today and you've never really truly surrendered your all to Jesus but you'd say you know I need to do that if any of those things is you this morning I'm just gonna ask you to lift your hand up put it right back down I want to pray over you God bless you God bless you God bless you hands all up all over this building this morning if you hear nothing else that I say this day hear this Jesus loves you he cares for you and he has great things in store for you and he is faithful to bring us through every storm that we may encounter in life but we just have to be willing to call on his name And upon calling on his name, we must simply just put our trust in him and get up every day and do our best to follow after him. But as they minister in song, if you raised your hand this morning, I'm going to ask you to come and join me in the front of this building. You can stand or kneel. I'd love to pray with you. I say it often, this altar is not a place of weakness, but it is a place of strength. It's not a place of judgment this morning. It's a place where the love of God abounds. So this morning, if the Lord is speaking to your heart in any manner, and you'd want us just to pray with you and for you today, I'm going to ask you to come right now as they minister in song. We'll pray with you today. Maybe you just want to find a place to pray this morning. That's fine as well. But there is a stirring and there is a moving crossing over to a place where others is getting ready to have an encounter with God yes it's a fight yes it's a struggle but God is faithful this morning won't you come won't you come God bless you as you come today